Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas, Parshios, Chukas, and Bolak. Ah, Baruch Hashem, this Shabbos we catch up with Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael was one ahead of us because we had two days of Shavuos, a Friday and a Shabbos. That Shabbos was the second day of Yom Tov. In Eretz Yisrael, that Shabbos was a regular Shabbos. And therefore, this Shabbos, they read just Bullock, they read Chukas last Shabbos, this Shabbos we catch up. Wonderful. According to the Chinuch, there are but three mitzvos in Parshas Chukas, all related to the opening part, namely that of the Porah Duma, of the ability to the Porah to have this power to literally uh, be the Tahir to Meim, those who are impure with the greatest source of impurity, namely a uh, mace, they were, either they touched or they were under the same roof as the Torah prescribes the procedure how the para is metahir, and in Parshas Balak there are none of the Taryag. There are some very important halachic and ashkafic concepts but none of the Tariyak. I'd like to focus this morning on Meimariva, literally the waters of contention, namely where the Torah tells us that Miriam dies. And there, there is no water. The water that they had during their years of travel came, as the Gemara tells us, in Tanis, in the schus of Miriam, Miriam stayed when baby Moshe was in the water, and in her schus, B'nai Yisrael got water. When she dies, the water uh, stops. And as we know, B'nai Yisrael murmur for water. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe and Aaron to take the staff and the dibartem El Hasela. They are to stake, take the staff, speak to the rock, and the rock will give forth Mayim. Unfortunately, the Torah tells us that Moshe and Aaron um, take the staff, as they were told to do, but they say to the people, Shimunahamorim, listen here, you rebellious ones, stop right there. According to the Rambam, therein lies the sin of Moshe and Aaron, that unfortunately they got angry, they lost it, and a leader who unfortunately uh, gets angry loses his right to lead. The Rambam writes earlier in Hilchos Deos that at all times, a person is to maintain their wits about themselves. And even if a leader or a parent has to show their children, the people, that they are exceedingly upset, they should feign, pretend that they are very angry, but all the time they are in control of themselves. By Moshe saying, Shimunoha Morim, 
according to the Rambam, this was the mistake. There are many different opinions among the Rishonim as to what was the exact sin. According to the Ramban, the sin was continuing on when they say, Hamin Hasela Hazet Notsi Lochem Mayim. Will we bring forth the water from the rock, giving the impression that it was they, Moshe and Aaron, who was bringing the water forth? And they should have said, instead of Notsi, we, shall we, they should have said, Yotzi, will HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and attribute the bringing forth of the water more to Hashem than to themselves. I'd like to share with you this morning the exciting idea of the Nitziv in his commentary of Hamikdavar on the Torah. The Nitziv gives a most fascinating understanding of what the sin of Moshe and Aaron was. He reminds us <clears throat> that we are now in the last year about to enter Eretz Yisrael. And there's a transition from the Mala Minateva, from the complete state of <clears throat> living beyond the norm, the Ananei Kavod, which come to an end later on in the Parsha when Aaron dies, <clears throat> reminding us that they were there in his merit. Think how every night your clothing was freshly laundered and you got it back in the morning. Your shoes grew with you. This was such a unbelievable experience. And wait a minute. All of the animals, the snakes that are present in the desert were dispersed and did not attack the Jewish people during their travels in the desert because of the Ananei HaKavod. The Ananei Kavod leave the Jewish people on the time when Aaron dies, Rosh Chodesh Av. When Miriam dies, the water left. In Moshe's Chus, they return until Moshe passes. Now, watch. Says the Nitziv, what Hashem is about to do is to prepare them for their entry into the land of Israel. Where are we now? We're in the desert and we need water. And Hashem is showing the Jewish people, when you come in to the land of Israel and you don't have water, what are you to do? So the answer is, says the Pasuk here, Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, Vidibartem el hasela, speak to the rock. Now if I were to ask anybody here, what is it that they were supposed to say to the rock? And believe me, and I don't even want to 
sully my mouth by using those words, but it was not abracadabra. So what is it that Moshe and Aaron were to say? So I have open in front of me the Yalkut Shimoni on Parshas Chukas, and you are in Tuf Shin Samuch Gimel. And what does he say? Unbelievable. What should you say? Shana Olav Perek Echod. Moshe, Aaron, teach in front of the Selah, the rock, one chapter, one halacha, one dvar Torah, one Musa Shmuz. And the Selah and the rock will comply and will give forth its waters. Hashem was teaching the Jewish people a most powerful lesson, and that is Bereshis Bara Elokim. At the very beginning of God's creating this world, Elokim is Teva. Elokim is nature. God created nature. Now watch. Bereshis. For what purpose? Be. Bishvil Torah Shenikres Rashis. Look at the Rashi at the very beginning of the Torah. And Rashi tells you that because of the Torah, which is called Rashis, did Hashem create the world? Meaning that the world is subservient to Torah. The world complies with Torah. And therefore, when you need rain, what are we taught in the Gemara Tanis? that there are a total of 13 fasts that the Jewish people declare. The first six are for the tzaddikim and those who are more spiritually attuned. And after these six, if it has not yet rained, the second chapter begins to tell us that regarding the next seven fasts, what did they do? They actually took the Sefer Torah out of the Beis HaKnesses and they brought it They brought it to literally the village or the town square. And on that little Oron, they put a fermakleh. They put ash upon the Ark. They put ash upon the Nasi and upon the Av Bezdim. And what are we told? Hazakein Shebohem the elder among them, the one who could inspire the people, said before them, he said before them inspiring words, and he reminded them of what you find in chapter 3 of the book of Yonah. It does not say that God saw regarding the people of Ninveh, their sackcloth and their fasting, but it does say, God saw their actions, that they repented from their evil ways. Ah, so the purpose of gathering the people now in front of the rock was to show them that this is what you're going to do when you come into Eretz Yisrael. Should you ever be without rain and you're going to need it, this is the way to go. And unfortunately, Moshe and Aaron missed the opportunity. And that's why when the Pasuk says, Ya'an, unfortunately, 
What did you do? You did not sufficiently sanctify me by showing what Torah could accomplish. Amazing. And this is something which is so powerful, an opportunity lost. Because otherwise you have every right to ask over your Shabbos table, come on, what's the difference? You speak to the rock, you hit the rock, as long as they got water. But the answer is no, just look what could have been, what should have been, and unfortunately was not. Now this concept that the nature is kofuf to Torah is one that we find permeating our misora. The Orachayim HaKadosh asks, what's the big deal that the Red Sea split for two million people if the Gemara in Chulin, page 7a, tells us that the Ganai River split for Repinchas Ben Yoir? Whoa, if it split for him, it would certainly split for two million people. And the Orachayim HaKadosh gives such a powerful answer. Sure, that the Genai River splits for Pinchas Ben Yoir. This took place after Kabbalah Satora, when it was already fulfilled. What does that mean? The rabbis tell us that Hashem built in a condition. If the Jewish people will accept my Torah, ah, then the world will continue. And therefore, post-Sinai, of course, Pinchas Ben Yoir. But the Chiddush of Kriyas Yamsuf is that even before Matan Torah, they're on their way, but they haven't gotten it yet. Ah, even then, nature became kofuf. Nature was subservient to Moshe and the Jewish people. Again, I share with you a very powerful reading of the Rav Chaim in his Sefer, Nefesh HaChaim. This is in Sha'ar Dalid and Perik Yud Aleph. And he writes the powerful teaching. The MS, the truth is, Bilti Shum cloud, without any question. This is the primary student of the Vilna Gaon teaching. Shem Hoya Olam Kuloth, the entire world, God forbid, from one end to the other. Ponui Chas Vesholem Afrega Echad Mamash, Meyo Esek, Vizbonin Shalom of Torah. If for one moment the world would be without Torah, Hayu Necharabim Kola Olamos. That would be the end of this world. An amazing concept. It's not just an idea. And that's why maybe ask yourself, why is it that Hashem made the world with complete different time zones? And the answer is that this way, if it's day here, it's night there. And therefore, night here, they're learning Torah there. There's never a moment anywhere where there's not Torah and Maisim Tovim. And therefore, in this most challenging time, the same way that we were taught the Dibartim al and this has to keep us going. They had a lack of rain. We have, unfortunately, Corona at the moment. But the Dibartim al that same formula is there. The formula of Baruch Hashem, our initiating, our responding with Allah Torah, Avoda, Valkmilus Chasadim, this maintains the world. 
it's not just a nice Mishnah at the beginning of Perkei Avos, but something that truly we believe, we act upon, and please God, with it, we're going to survive the tzara that we're in now. Shabbat Shalom to all.